welcome to Cover Stories B-Sides. Speaking of B, I've got two Bs today, Brian and Brett. How's it going? What up? This is Brian. Nice to be on. Hey, it's Brett. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about the Dan Vans cover of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Um, It's originally done by Bonnie Tyler. And uh, first impressions, what do you guys think? We just watched a music video for Bonnie Tyler's song, and then we watched the Dan Van perform it in old school. What are your impressions of it? I mean, I don't know if I give a first impression. (laughs) I I mean, I've found out about this song from old school. Yeah. Like, they, like, introduced it to me, and I just thought, oh, this is, like, the funniest thing in the world. Uh, Went back and listened to the actual song, and the song is a banger, dude. Yeah. It rules. No, I had the opposite. (laughs) I've heard this song on the radio, like, a million times. Great song. Old school versions, fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, first impressions, man. That old school video, though, that was uh, <laughs> oh, like the actual original the video. Yeah, that music video is completely insane. That was nuts. I would encourage everyone to go and just watch that music video because it will literally blow your mind and surprise you at every turn. It's like watching like a Lonely Island parody. Yes. It, yeah. Everything that comes out, like, oh, this is not real. No, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the song uh, is performed by Bonnie Tyler. It was originally written by uh, Jim Steinman, who used to be a producer for Meatloaf. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds very Meatloafish. ish um, When Bonnie Tyler, she went to go see Meatloaf perform, and she found out Jim Steinman was his producer, so she went up to him and was like, hey, I want you to produce a song for me. He wrote three songs, and this was the third one that he wrote, and she was all about it. It was really seven minutes long. They shortened it to four minutes for the radio. <laughs> um, and it's funny because when they, they've talked to her recently and they asked her what she thought it was about. And she was like, it's about somebody who loves someone so much that they'd wait in darkness. And they asked Jim Steinman. And he was like, oh, it's like a vampire love song. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. It is totally vampire. Yeah. Wow. I never got that vibe. <laughs> I still did. Even after watching it, I was trying to. I mean, the video is kind of like gothic-y, but... Yeah, has there been, like, a movie where there's a total solar eclipse and vampires, like, come out and just have a field day for 20 minutes? I haven't watched all the Twilight movies. I'd like to imagine that one of those has to be more like Underworld, right? Yeah. In Underworld, like, the sun goes down, and that's when all the, like, fucking werewolves and vampires come out and start fucking gang wars and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, for, and then Kate Beckinsale comes out. I'm saying <laughs> there was there was some movie that used the original song like in the 90s it was about vampires i don't remember what it was but in, in my research about it i found it and that's when they talked to jim steinman about it and he was like yeah this is like the original intent of the song um but uh but yeah so the dan man covered it for old school and just a quick like overview of how the dan man came about the, the Dan Man is led by uh, actor Dan Finity, and uh, he moved to L.A. to be an actor, and one of his friends had uh, a, a show, and she didn't have an opener, so she asked him to be an opener that way it could make it look like she was a headliner, and he didn't know what to do, but he had just done uh, I Am Woman at karaoke, and it went really well, so he performed that, and after he finished, some guy who books for um, oh, The Viper Room, which is a big uh, venue in L.A., Asked him, hey, if you can turn this into a 30-minute um, set, I'll book you at the Viper Room. So he put it together, started playing songs that only women sing. And uh, <laughs> a little, uh, he would play weekly, and he started playing at other shows. And I think he was at the Largo, and Todd Phillips, the director of Old School, went and happened to see him there. 
and asked if he wanted to be in the movie as a wedding band singer. And he was like, yeah, sure. He asked him what songs he would perform, and he said Total Eclipse of the Heart and Private Dancer by Tina Turner. And the rest is history. That's how he got into old school. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, There is something really novel about like the gender bender like, yeah. song choice. I know there's, there's a cover of Queen, Don't Stop Me Now by, um, what is that? The Regrets? Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I, I like kind of, what is it about that? It's just surprising? Is it? I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's a. It just reminds me of like a day to remember when they did that Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson cover, <laughs> and I remember being in the pit and everyone was just like moshing. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like one of those weird <laughs> fucking blends. It, it totally works though, and it's funny because uh, we did an episode a few weeks ago uh, with Ashley Bailey. She covered Yeah Yeah Yeah's Maps, and Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone, is modeled after Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeah's. And is it's, it really? Yeah. It, it's just, uh, it's the same formula, basically. The only difference is they added a catchy hook, a catchy chorus. Um, but if you listen to the bridge in uh, Since You've Been Gone, it is basically like the solo in Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's wow. maps. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember that summer when that Kelly Clarkson song came out. <laughs> that was uh, me and my whole family took a road trip from here to Anaheim uh, to go to Disneyland. Oh, yeah? And that song was just on the radio constantly. That's awesome. I mean, that was back when you had to listen to the radio, like yeah, that or like cassette tapes of ACDC that my parents still had. You have the cassette with the speaker for the, the auxiliary, with like the, yeah, the little <laughs> wire that comes out. Yeah, we have one of those too. Yeah, I think it was fucking awful. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, it that was an interesting time. I didn't appreciate it when it came out. I think Dom Caruso actually got me into Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> and he was just like, "No, man, just just listen to the song. Like, listen to." She's like the only good American Idol person. What did the yeah. other, what did the other ones contribute to anything? Well, you know, there was one kind of recently. I know it popped up in my feed on YouTube that scary pool party, but it's the guy who did the acoustic kind of math rocky stuff on American Idol. Do you remember him? No, Alejandro <laughs> or whatever. He's really talented. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, that's kind of his name now. Scary pool party, and he's kind of transitioned into that sounds cool, like a indie artist just that off of that. Way cooler than Daughtry. <laughs> <laughs> But he's another, like, Shame. he didn't win. <laughs> I think you're getting it, like, people who won. Yeah. She's, like, the only one who actually won. Yeah. Who, like, well, yeah, because Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar, but she got third place, I think. I know she didn't win. Um, yeah. But yeah. she's... Yeah. Daughter didn't win. Yeah. Daughter that's right. Win. I think he got, like, second or third, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We used to watch it all the time when that yeah. shit came out. Yeah, dude. My I think my mom was obsessed with that show, so we used to watch it. It was, it was a good... I mean, when it came out, it was pretty cool. I would watch the tryouts, and then I would never watch the show. <laughs> Yeah, the tryouts were bit, way better. The you first can, few seasons I watched all the way through, like it was definitely like a family thing. And it's yeah. funny because Justin Guarini's in those uh, Dr. Pepper commercials, the sweet one, the little. Oh yeah. And my dad was the first person to notice, Is that and he the was cheese ball guy. He's got yeah, he's got like he's like eighties hair metal looking. Hair. Eric, I would love to see you do an episode of the show where you guys just watch and react to an episode <laughs> of American Idol. It's I'd kind be, of a perfect cover song TV show. Yeah. It's interesting. It's funny because uh, someone told me one time that, so someone said that they watched somebody perform a Silverstein song <laughs> in a tryout. <laughs> and I don't know if I believe it because I've never seen it. I've never been able to find it. Granted, I haven't looked really hard. I hope it was an awful cover of my heroine or something. It was, they said that like it was, they did all the screamy parts. Yeah, yeah. And that like they just looked at him like he was 
troubled or something. <laughs> I went down a YouTube hole the other day. Zach was watching this. There was we watched like the British version of The Voice. Uh-huh. You know how they have to hit this button and turn their chairs around yeah. to like vote for them. But the show was all kids. It was like a toddler, a Oof. British toddler singing like "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Oh yeah, and it was just like brutal. Like the judges were like, "Oh yeah, this, this kid could sing, but I'm not going to turn around." And you can start <laughs> to see this kid like tear up a little bit. <laughs> I think we watched that right. I was here. <laughs> that was dope. Know. It was fascinating to me. I don't think I could ever be on a reality show like that. I would. Oh, I don't have the. It's literally Black Mirror. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite episode of Black Mirror. But yeah, no thanks, man. I used to get real like self-conscious when they would have like karaoke contests because I feel like that's like the complete opposite of the point of karaoke. Because right. <laughs> I like doing karaoke. I just when they would have like contests, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm good at this guy. It's like this is just <laughs> for fun, and I hate that like you're judging me. But also, it'd be nice to win a hundred dollar bar tab. <laughs> I'd rather be carried by six than judged by <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside joke for everybody here in the studio. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> so going back, <laughs> going back to the Dan band, um, they do. I mean, I, he, he never did music as like a career, but he, I think he's got a really good voice. And uh, tie that in with karaoke, he old school when they're in old school and they add the fucks and the yeah. song Total Eclipse, that's pretty much inspired me to do that and almost yeah. every song that I sing. <laughs> I had an ex-girlfriend who used to get so annoyed when I would do that. Like, any song I was singing, I would try to find my space to add fuck in there or, or shit. Um, I think it's from the Dan Man, from, from Total Close to the Heart, but also from, like, me first in the Gimme Gimme's used to do that. that they would sing, like, fucking Neo Young or, um, or, like, Neo Diamond and Sweet Caroline. There's so many times I messed around. They'd say there's so many times I <laughs> fucked around. And it, it always felt like so like teenager cool. Like Oh yeah, teenagers love that shit. <laughs> I was in a marching band in high school and we would sit there at the football games and play the Hey song. Da-na-na, hey. Yeah. Right. And so we would just sit there. We didn't have instruments because we were like the pit, the percussion like stuff. We would just sit there and they would go, Da-na-na. we'd all yell, fuck. Because <laughs> really no one could hear you surrounded by music and everyone's yelling, hey, it was just so much fun just to yell fuck. <laughs> Well, um, it's funny you say that because I, I, I went to UT and our fight song, um, there's a part that the student version is uh, give him hell, give him hell, make him eat shit. <laughs> and it's my favorite thing to yell when I'm drunk watching football games. <laughs> um, I actually don't even know the real words. I don't know what it's supposed to be. But it's hilarious. Just so many times I was like sitting in the fan section singing give him hell, give him hell, make him eat shit. Um, so, uh, so Dan Finnerty, he, um, he kind of just fell into this, this, this role in old school. And, uh, I mean, in the movie itself, he's got like the perfect, like wedding singer vibe. He's a lot like John Lovitz in the wedding singer, right? you know, singing ladies night. He's got like the bravado and everything and the cheese. Yeah. And it's so funny cause he's not like that in real life. He's very like laid back. And there was a, apparently they did a scene where he sings private dancer and brings this old woman. <laughs> on and has her sit down in a chair. Yes, and like, I remember this. Yeah, really? That's in there. Is it not in there? Well, apparently it's not in a movie, oh. but it's supposed to be in a deleted scene. Okay, um, that might be it. But I was watching. I was watching him in an interview, and he said that he was really excited for it to be in there. And Todd Phillips told him it wasn't going to be in there, but it was going to be on a DVD. And then the DVD had like the the, the shipping or whatever. Whoever was putting the DVD special feature together like forgot to put it in. Oh man! So he was saying he's never seen it, and then. Almost a decade later, he did uh, The Hangover, 
Right. And they did the candy shop by 50 Cent. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Does he do it in that movie? Well, he brings... It's funny because Todd Phillips got that same woman who was like an extra. She wasn't wow. even like an actress, actress. She was an extra. He got her so he could like kind of like sing to her. <laughs> and he does in, in the movie. It's really great. Um, they were saying... He was saying that, that there have been a few people who asked him and the Dan man to play at their wedding. And he said he did it a few times, but he always forgets about it until it's the moment that it happens where they're singing and everyone mm-hmm. who gets to joke is like laughing along. And there's always like five old ladies in the front. Yeah. And he's like making eyes yeah. with them. Yeah. And he's just like, it's just, just as embarrassing for me as it is for you. <laughs> so he says he doesn't do wedding uh, much anymore. Um, so I, I, I really love this cover, but uh, the original song's dope. I know we yeah. talked about it a little bit. Uh, what are the, your favorite parts of the original song? I don't know. I mean, just it's just so epic. It's got like, it's got a meatloaf vibe. Too. Yeah, it's like operatic <laughs> and just like you can tell that there's this really sincere thing going on, and it's just got some powerful, you know, I don't know what you'd call them, like progressions of like the notes. It just feels powerful and heavy and and big. Yeah, I I don't know. Lately, I'm into more songs that like take you on a ride. Yeah, it's almost like you know up and down, and then you know. There's a really climactic part, you know, like three quarters through or something. And uh, I don't know where her voice, yeah. you could tell it's like gets a lot more intense. And it's like, uh, I don't know, really good song. You yeah. Take that You take that sincerity and then you just completely subvert it by saying fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because he like Dan Finnerty is like a fan of the song. All the songs that he does, he's like a fan of. And he there's a quote where he was talking about how like. Most songs on the radio are three minutes long because people get bored easily. So if you can take a great song like that that is longer and just add a few fucks in it, yeah. like it makes it all worth a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, the, I I I didn't. It's one of those things. I think I was telling you guys earlier, like when you hear that this guy used to write for Meatloaf, it totally makes sense. And you didn't know that, but you now that you hear it, like you can't unhear it. You can't unhear how Meatloaf sounding it yeah, is. For real. It it definitely has this kind of like theatrical vibe. I feel like I'm missing the whole meatloaf boat. I think <laughs> I missed the whole boat. The whole I meatloaf. I mean, boat. I like never listen to meatloaf, but I'll listen to Tenacious D songs of meatloaf, and I'll listen to like that <laughs> okay. uh, kind of. I, I don't know. I like comedy. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what was popping up next on the on the queue for YouTube yeah. was Tenacious it was, it was D. Fuck her gently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny because uh, you know that the 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 show Rock of Ages, the um, the mm-hmm. the Broadway show. Well, when it in originally the first premiere of it, Dan Finnerty was in it with Tenacious D. Oh. Like Jack Black and Kyle wow. Gass were were a part of it, so there is that connection too. That's cool. Um, what do you uh, do? You guys have any other like favorite like comedy music? Any musicians who you think are funny, or any you know musicians like? I mean, I guess Lonely Island is yeah. the first one that comes yeah, to Lonely mind. Island and Weird Al. Kings right now. Weird Al. I wish I liked Weird Al as much as everyone else seems to. <laughs> I feel like you can't I like, like white weir- and nerdy. That's a good one. He's fucking flawless. The only time you can get into Weird Al is like when you're a kid and it just sticks with you. Right. Like if you show an adult Weird Al, it's just very like okay. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Tenacious D, Lonely Island, that'll probably be it for me, right? I don't know. Did you ever watch the Tenacious D TV show? Yeah, I went back and watched that dude. It's so good. Well, when I was first getting into them, and I would like download stuff through like LimeWire. And you, it would be labeled as Tenacious D something something, and it was never on a CD. It was just like some song about Tomato Jesus from the TV <laughs> show, and I had never seen it. Um, yeah, I, I love the show, and uh, you know that song uh, United States or whatever, Liam Lynch. Yep. 
Uh, he directed a bunch of episodes of Tenacious Z. Oh, really? Yeah. You know he, who I was thinking of? Sorry. No, go ahead. Off. Uh, the, the little dicky guy. But he doesn't do covers. Yeah. He's, you've, you've heard him, right? He's Yeah, he's he's funny. Um, there's some... I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard anything recent of him that I, I'm really into, but the first... What's that one song? Let's Freak or whatever? And he's talking about... Get how, Your Freak On gets, or something? Yeah, he's like talking about how bad he is at sex. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the best one. That one's really good. Uh, I always like... Uh, I've always liked Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because... That's right. I forgot about them. For the most part, it's like pretty like clean. It's not like super dirty, but it's still... I think it still holds up too. Even 10, dude, 12 years later. Business socks, dude. Business time? Freak. Yeah. <laughs> Let me freak. Yeah, they had a... Yeah, I started watching them on HBO yeah. when they had a special. Dude, that special so good. I still like that more than anything I've seen by them, I think. Yeah, I love that one. They have that song, uh, The Most Beautiful Girl in the Room. And yeah. I did that at karaoke a couple of times. It went pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes to the comedy, like music comedy, it's really easy to be gimmicky and like bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things is a lot of these guys who do this are really gifted musicians. And it, it, it's just so funny that like they make music oh, that man. sounds great and it's about farts. Have, or, you, like, have you seen those like, Bo Burnham specials. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he does some really funny like musical things. Where, I mean, just kind of pointing out musical tropes and the Jason Derulo thing was fucking hilarious. I haven't seen that. Oh, he's. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember it completely. But <laughs> I would recommend it. To people, you want to go listen to something funny? He's somebody that I I like him. I didn't really like his stand up, but when he did the music stuff, it was like uh, it was really good and fun. Uh, Dimitri Martin does a lot of music stuff too. Yeah. yeah, I know he does stuff like that. I can't get through Bo Burnham. I don't know. Oh why. yeah, it just doesn't vibe. I don't know why. I think he he's good in like doses. Yeah. Granted, I really liked Eighth Grade, the movie he directed, but that's kind I of a different. See, yeah, I want to see that. I haven't seen it. It's a good dude. I liked it. I've only seen it once, so but that that one in uh, I think mid nineties. I haven't seen it. Mid nineties is good. Too. I like it. Nineties was all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it. It it brought back some memories of me it not being me good sad. at skateboarding. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, it was good because it did make me sad just watching it. But you liked eighth grade more. That's what I'm getting from this. I guess it was more relatable for me. Okay. When you were a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's been 12. <laughs> not everybody's been uh, a crazy False. skater kid who jumped off a roof to impress other people. <laughs> My favorite part about mid 90s not to yeah. give anything too much away but there's a part where he's like trying to skate and he like lands an ollie and he loses his shit and that was like so like relatable because all my friends were so good at skating like right away and me like i it took me forever to like adapt to it which is why i stopped skating because it was just so frustrating i pretended to skate in middle school and then i got hurt once and i was like i'm done pretending to do this <laughs> yeah i fucked myself up yeah like so many times oh my gosh my yeah ankles are so fucked up from skateboarding <laughs> holy shit i hit like a tiny tiny pebble dude that's all it takes <laughs> and i'm like fuck this this is dumb <laughs> i just play tony hawk instead yeah exactly i'm there's not gonna another, get play there's tony. another coming of age one kind of like that uh ladybird oh ladybird is good i, I like, like ladybird um what's that Oh, Good, Good Boys, Boys is great. I've been, man, I was trying to convince my brother to watch that the other day. He didn't want to, but... Dude, have you all seen that? Good Boys yeah. is good. Okay. Like a Gen Z fucking... Super, super bad, bad or something? Yeah, super yeah. Bad is amazing. Though. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Well, Booksmart's really good. It's like... I haven't heard of that That's not one. even fair, though. I don't understand how they got... They got uh, Jonah Hill's little sister to, yeah. play, to play Jonah Hill's character from Superbad in the girl version of Superbad. 
Essentially, it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of differences, but I yeah. mean, the the framework of the movie is very similar. That song also has a really good soundtrack too. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I like I like uh, I like the music in there. <laughs> um, but going back to Tony Hawk, I want to ask you guys. I'm sure you guys both play Tony Hawk a lot, right? Yeah. What's your favorite song for a the Tony Hawk? Is an understatement. Soundtrack? Favorite song? I just remember when worlds collide playing constantly. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Dude? I've been meaning to talk about Power Man 5000 yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about Power Man 5000. <laughs> My favorite aspect of Power Man 5000 is Spider, the main, the lead singer, as you say, the main character. The lead singer is Rob Zombie's little brother. Really? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Goldfinger Superman. Oh, yeah. But for the B-side, it's always uh, this She Said by Angry Amputees <laughs> off Need for Speed, un- or Need for Speed Underground. Tony Hawk's Underground. <laughs> Fucking I don't remember that, that game, one. dude. I I remember the game, um, but I think the first when I think of the soundtrack, I always think of the first one. Like the first yeah, one had yeah. the most iconic. Yeah. Even though the song, a lot of songs were like people who were bands that aren't really popular. Dude, for a long time, Tony Hawk and then somehow Madden. Like Madden yeah. had like the best music. I think it was EA. Yeah, was EA, EA had a deal with. Yeah, I remember hearing like Inner Shikari on like Madden yeah. or some shit. Yeah, I think maybe one of the first times I heard Pixies was on like. NHL 2000 or NCAA <laughs> 2000 or something. I think the Baser by Pixies was on there. But they had, like, it was such a good, like, combination. Like, it was mm. it was cool to, like, learn about, like, music. And I got really into a lot of music from Rock Band, too. I played a lot of Rock Band. Yeah. Rock band. yeah. And, uh, I mean, there are bands that I'd heard of. Like, uh, I had heard of Interpol, but it wasn't until yeah. I played Rock Band. I was like, oh, shit, I kind of like Interpol a lot. I guess I never did. I did the Guitar Hero. I didn't really do a lot of The first one I did was Guitar Hero, like, three or something. Oh, Oh, yeah. And I just remember, like, loving Mississippi Queen. You remember that song? Yeah. Dude. Mountain is the name of the band. Yes, dude. There was an episode of this cartoon. You know this cartoon regular show? Yeah. Where they're, like, eating, like, some spicy-ass food, and, like, that song starts playing Mississippi Queen, and they just (laughs) go on this, like, acid trip of that. There's... It's a good one. Did you ever play... um, Prince of Persia 2. I never got into Prince Warrior of Persia. Warrior Within? Or I don't know. There was just, there was a Prince of Persia game where you were With just Disturbed? <laughs> dude, it was that... With the Disturbed song playing over... Was it no, it was Godsmack. Sorry, yeah, Godsmack. Godsmack. Sorry. Dude, it was like a weird Navy yes. ad of a video yes. game. Where Prince like, of Persia. <laughs> you would just like hear that song come on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you would just have to run from that thing. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> That was... Okay. Let's just... For the record... Sands of Time, the first Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, or, you know, the remake or whatever. So good. Such yeah. a good game. Warrior Within's kind of whatever, yeah. but it's got the Godsmack thing going, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Like, it's like, you're in, like, ancient Iraq or something, and, like, Godsmack <laughs> comes out, and you're like, fuck, I gotta run from this fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, you start, Where's the nearest waterfall? Yeah, like, you end up, like, I have PTSD now, that song comes <laughs> on, I'm like, oh, looking over my shoulder everywhere. I, uh... Godsmack's funny because I remember liking him for like a year of sixth grade and then looking back, I'm like, why did I get into this? <laughs> um, do you know how they got their name? No. It's a no. fun fact. Uh, apparently when they were like, when they first started out, they didn't have that name and uh, the guitarist came to like a photo shoot with like a cold sore and uh, the lead singer being a, a new metal homophobic lead singer was like, oh, um, you get that from making out with guys or what? The next day, they were still doing the photo shoot, and the lead singer comes back with like a, a cold sore, and the guitarist is like, "Oh, God smacked you in the face for being an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. I don't know how true that is, but somebody told me that one time. Okay. 
Could be. I mean, who knows? It's a fun story. <laughs> Is that Alice in Chains song? Oh, man, I didn't know that. <laughs> um that's my favorite thing about this podcast. Everything is just <laughs> half fast internet. <laughs> um, it makes more sense. So yeah. Many, so many bands just take a song, song name. It is like a great band name though. God's man. Yeah. But what, uh, do you have any other, uh, examples of good band names that were taken from songs? Oh, I don't know. Um, some of my favorite examples are, there's a band called pretty girls make graves, which is from a Smith song. Um, Panic at the Disco is a reference to a Smith song, I believe. I just think of the Death Cab, right? Oh yeah, Beatles song. Yeah, that's right. I remember Zoe Deschanel was on uh, like Conan or Jay Leno or something, and this when she was dating Ben Gibbard, and uh, they asked her about Ben Gibbard, and she she was like, "Oh, he's in this band Death Cab, which is a reference to the Beatles." And I was like, "I didn't know that. <laughs> that was pretty cool." Um. There's uh there's quite a few. Um my favorite band names are the ones that are references to Simpsons references. Like what? Uh like Fall Out Boy. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. Um there's a band Hot Rod Circuit, which is really great. Um You know that band Hot Water Music? Yeah. I just saw that it was like the title of a Bukowski book. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. I think the only Bukowski book I can name off the top of my head is Hammond Rye. Hammond Rye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what uh, do you have any other examples or um, any other favorite Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack? I don't think so. Is there a band named The Problematics? The yeah. Problematics. Like it could be a there was a band name. Sorry, I'm all over the place. There was Rage, right? Wasn't Rage on yeah. Tony Hawk? Sleep Now into Fire, I believe. Wasn't Gorilla Ra- Gorilla Radio, Gorilla Radio. Was on one? Of, that was um, in part two. Or, yeah, it was on two. Two is can't stop us now, dude. For, for the real fans, yeah, two is where it's at. That's when they introduced okay. a manual, and it you changed everything. Change <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a whole, you know, those like <laughs> internet, like the YouTube documentaries about the history of like a certain video game. Yeah, and like they'll just be like the speed run history, and it will be something like that. Like for years, everyone <laughs> thought that this was like this way to play it, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> creep sixty nine fucking like, <laughs> developed the technique to. Jump backwards. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. That's a um, the game. There's actually, there's, I think there's YouTube videos I've, I've seen in the past. I can't remember specifically, but about the soundtrack to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There's actually a Spotify playlist. I don't know if it's official, but there's one with all the songs. I guess I never really Dude. thought about how everybody played that game. Yeah. And like yeah. how our just generation is just conditioned to that Have type of music. Sort y'all of follow uh, Tony Hawk on Twitter. He's great. He's got a great social media presence. I don't think on Twitter. Yeah, he's, he just always tweets like someone goes, uh, he goes to Starbucks and they go, hey, are you Tony Hawk? He goes, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> like to write it on the Starbucks. <laughs> like just dumb shit like that. Like half of his tweets are just people like saying he looks like Tony Hawk yeah. or like not recognizing yeah. him. My favorite tweet related to him was uh, there was a, a black kid who posted it was a picture of someone crying. It's like me when I have to shoot Tony Hawk in the race war. And <laughs> Tony Hawk responded with, I appreciate the hesitation. <laughs> Is that the one with the tear like, yeah. coming down the face? Yeah. yeah. I totally see that image right now. <laughs> that was good stuff, man. Um, going back to Superman, though, I, I feel like that's that, that's like the, the apex of that song. And every time I think of Tony Hawk, I think of that song. Someone was making, someone actually made t shirts of like someone bailing in Tony Hawk and it says, Here I am doing everything I can. (laughs) 
That's so crazy because that sounds because you know John Feldman's a producer now. Yeah, and he does all the new Blink 182 stuff and all the uh, I can't remember that other band. There's a like I think he did Good Charlotte too. Just basically every pop punk band. Yeah, kind of like the newer pop punk. Yeah, band. Five Seconds of Summer. That was the one I was thinking of. The other big one, but yeah, it's just so much different his sound now. Like to back then, you know, yeah. so like vintage or analog or whatever. It's really his production style is super glossy. Yeah, it's so digital and auto tuned. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. It's really pop oriented. You know, we were talking about how you can kind of recognize the meatloaf side. You can definitely recognize a John Feldman production. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We never the used started sucking was because of him. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, maybe they always sucked. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was never really a fan. Yeah. I appreciate. When they lost it and got even shittier, blame <laughs> John Feldman. <laughs> yeah. I respect I don't know. I don't, guys. I, yeah, I respect them for sure, but at yeah. the same time, nah. <laughs> what I think a lot of it, too, is like when they started producing, like not just them, but all those bands from that era, when they started growing up, we also started growing up and realized, like, wait, we don't want to hear. Six o'clock in the fucking morning, over and over again. What's that song? Taste of Ink, over and over yeah. again. You know, um, I, I want to hear that over and over. Again, <laughs> actually, a different version of it. Yeah, um, that is a, that's the only song by them I really like. Dude, yeah. I think same. There's a couple that's a that box are catchy. Of sharp objects, dude. That was good. Just can't get into it. Yeah, fucking rules. I, I feel like what they were doing with that. There are harder bands that yeah. I would rather listen to. Like. And I know they're not trying to be Fear Before yeah. the March of Flames, but I'd rather listen to Fear Before the March of Flames and hear to use, try to like yeah. be more aggressive. <laughs> Did y'all ever listen to, because I know Scary Kids was just here. Oh yeah, last night. To that. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. You went to it? Yeah, they had a Cove Rebirth, the guy from Seosin, like, because the, uh, yeah, the self-titled, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was awesome. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Have you heard that whole story about how like, uh, when they lost Anthony Green, a whole bunch of people sent in tapes and, uh, oh, really? for auditioning. And um, Cove sent one in, and they thought it was Anthony Green like playing a joke on them. Oh, or really? Something. Yeah. And they were like, "Wow, this guy sounds exactly like him." And then he ends up being in the band and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So he was on the self-titled one, you know, which is another kind of like really produced rock record. Everything else the guitarist had recorded and everything, but um, I think Howard Benson did that. But it's a pretty big radio rock album. Um, yeah, Cove's a great singer. That's totally cool. He's dude, doing those scary they kids. Killed it, dude! It was crazy. It was one of the craziest shows I've been to in a long time. God like, damn it! I want to go. <laughs> I was up in the like the very front, and I just I hated that feeling of you know three bands in. I've already been standing there for two hours, and then everyone just crowds you as soon as they yeah. They just, yeah. Everything starts to smell like the floor of a gym. <laughs> yeah. like, everyone's. I've never been crowd surfing. I kind of want to do it after going to that show though, because it's just like ever. Ever, oh, yeah. man. I attempted fun? one time and I Once? fell. I was the Ataris in 2003 at the White Rabbit. And uh, my friends were all doing it and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was also like 60 pounds lighter than yeah. I am now. So I was like, this is perfect. I got thrown up. No one caught me. <laughs> Messed up my yeah, head. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to trust <laughs> random people that are exhausted. Yeah. And that don't want to get kicked in the face. It was, it was awful. I've never tried since then. <laughs> I've done it a lot. Definitely like, I don't know, 20 or 30 times or so, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes we're better than others. That's for sure. <laughs> Have you done it like at your own shows? No, no. that'd be cool. No, no one goes to those. <laughs> 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 it's an empty room. So it's just <laughs> jumping into concrete. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Coming up on uh, going back to the Dan Pan. This is my favorite thing about the B sides. Is it yeah. we always end up in a totally different yeah. place. It's always fun to see where it ends up. Um, but uh, the Dan Band's cover of uh, of Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie yeah. Tyler. I wanted to add also, we talked to Nerd Rock Josh about the Bonnie Tyler song, Ravishing. And it's such a different song than Total Eclipse of the Heart. But it's also very like, when we're watching that video, I'm like, oh, this is totally a woman who would write that type of song or play that type of song. Do you guys have any final thoughts about either song? I just want to encourage everybody to go watch the original video. <laughs> yeah. Because there were... Um, Men in diapers. There were uh, <laughs> ninjas. Nin- there was ninjas. There were uh, a child choir with glowing eyes. It was just a completely insane like music football, video. Players. football players. Football players. That's right. The wrestlers. Yeah. Doves. It had it all, man. <laughs> it had too much. I don't recommend the video. One eighty. It's not a good video. It's ruining the song for me a little bit. It's a. It's a spectacle. Uh, I mean, yeah, for better yeah, or worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about this? Which one do y'all like better? Which version? I mean, I'll sing if I'm. I'm gonna sing along to it, and when I sing along, regardless of what I'm <laughs> listening to, I'm gonna add the fuckins. My yeah, yeah, my listen to the original and add my own fuckins in there. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> the best way to go. I do like that with the Dan Band. They condensed the song. It's they turned a four minute song to about a two and a half minute song. They kind of cut right to the chase. Yeah. My favorite part of the Dan Band version is. When he's like getting really into yeah. it, you hear him say, shit, I yeah. don't. Like that part is just so like, oh man, he's fucking feeling it's it. In the pocket. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Iconic, dude. Yeah, for sure. Out of everything, like old school is a good movie. And that's the thing I remember most. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Snoop Dogg's in that movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember this fucking random band played a wedding. Fun fact about now. that Snoop Dogg agreed to be in old school if Todd Phillips. Agreed to cast him as Huggy Bear in Starskin Hutch. Nice. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was a Todd. Phil- I just don't know Todd Phillips movies. I, didn't I don't. He's yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> Huggy Bears. What a good character. Yeah, dude. He was born to play. That. Have you all seen Snoop Dogg in um, Beach Bum? No, dude. I haven't seen Beach. Fuck. Yeah, I need to watch that. Snoop Dogg's too. probably the best part of that movie, dude. He's hilarious. The only um, what's his face? Uh, oh my god, what's his name? Gummo. The director. Yeah. Um, Why can't I think of his name? Harmony Kareen, yeah, thank you. Uh, the only w- movies I've seen of his, well, the only one I've seen is that he directed was Spring Breakers, yeah. um, and I've he wrote Kids, but that's it. Kids fucked me up, man. Kids, I've seen me Kids, up, dude. No, don't no. watch it, dude. Don't watch it. I I remember I there was uh, when I was in college and we watched it. We had like this like controversial movie night, like a marathon. We watched that and the movie Irreversible, which has like yeah, it has like a rape scene in it, <laughs> and. Um, a few months later, I moved into my first apartment and this girl who I was kind of into came out to visit me and we were looking for a movie to watch. And I was like, have you seen kids? It'll make you never want to have unprotected sex again. And she looked at me like, wait, what are you trying to say? I was like, wait, no, that came out wrong. So I haven't seen kids since. This is a good point to to end there. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but no, for se- seriously, uh, this was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, so thank you guys. For sure. Thanks thank for you having guys. me. Oh, for sure. It was fun. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. <laughs>